0: Welcome back to the Balance Bully podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Renthigpen, always excited to be in place with you. Ah! And today is no different. So at the time that you guys are hearing this episode, my oldest, my son is literally turning 26 in a few hours. At the time of this episode that you're hearing it, depending on where it is. So this is October for those of you who are hearing it in March of 2023 or June, because we love the BBP and we always want you to hear all the episodes all the time. We are evergreen on purpose, but I'm having a little bit of a challenge because I'm a mama who's now a grandmama who's now releasing herself to the reality that life is extremely different in the world of full grown adults. Because our youngest is also a full grown adult, which is why I'm extra excited to have this woman here with us today. Not because she's a parenting specialist or any of that. I promise I'm not a helicopter mom. I <laughs> let go of my kids and allow them to grow for many, many years at this point they're of age. But because she understands that when you're challenged by different life events It can shift you in your mental health and your wellness and your leadership as a, I happen to be a woman in business and as a human that just really wants the best for people, including the people that are closest, nearest and dearest to you. Welcome to all of the BBP, Lauren Perna. She is an amazing mental health advocate, a fierce person. Who is dedicated to being the leader that she is by helping other humans pre- present their story to the world in a way that they can really hear it. She's a lead writer at her company and making sure that there is not just content, because there's lots of content in the world, but strategic storytelling that really gets the point across to the people that it matters most. So when you are saying, I relate to you, the right person hears it. When you are saying, I hear you, I see you, I validate you, the right person hears it. And I'm excited to welcome her to the Bounds Bully Podcast for all of those reasons and selfishly because, you know, my mama is in transition right now and I need to make sure that all the right people hear this episode. Welcome, Lauren, to the BBP. How are you today?
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm really good. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. I would love for you to share just a little bit more about what you're doing in the world and how you are doing it.
1: Yeah, sure. So I started my company, Lauren and Communications, a little over two years ago, right in the middle of the pandemic. Um, And this was after a long career in nonprofit. So I was very, you know, corporate driven and then um, when I decided to venture out into the world on my own. um, I made the leap to entrepreneurship and my company helps others tell their story through content and copywriting mainly. I'm a writer. I'm very passionate about writing Um, and the focus is life science companies, healthcare, mental health. Really our clients are just kind of united by that passion for bringing wellness into the world, whether it's through mental health or through finding the next drug that helps a really sick patient across the world. So that's what we do. Um, I have a team of writers that help me and we do everything from creating LinkedIn posts and profiles to blogs and web copy. Then last year, um, this you know talking about balance, that you, when you start a business, you you know, kind of like dive full head first, and you kind of like lose sight of yourself a little bit in the, the vision because you're so wrapped up in like getting off the ground. So I decided to kind of find something that would really allow me to connect back with my mission of helping companies that are. You know, Bringing all this into the world. Yeah. And um, I decided to share my mental health story. Mm. I just kind of thought, maybe I'll share the story and it will go on Facebook and a few friends will like it. Right. Uh, I didn't really think too much of it. I just thought, like, if I share my mental health story, I will feel connected to my mission. I will feel good. It won't feel like work. Um, it'll be that balance. Yeah, well, it kind of went viral, um, unexpectedly, and I got the article published on um, National Alliance for Mental Illness website. Mm-hmm. I Nabi. got yeah, mm-hmm. uh, got a couple of local interviews, a couple of um, you know, national podcasts. Really, just talking about my mental health experience and you know, my advocacy work. And really, you know, like I said, I kind of just started thinking like, oh, maybe I'll tell my story and a few people will hear it and that will be great. But um, just some of the people that connected with me after reading my story or hearing me speak was so impactful um, that I knew I couldn't go back. I knew that I had to incorporate this into my business mission in some facet, but still making sure it was meaningful work and not, you know, just one more kind of to-do list. So we created, my team and I created the Mentally Fit Founder, Mm -hmm. which is just at this point, it's a little bit more of a moniker for (laughs) Instagram and TikTok and all that. Um, But we do have big plans and hope to kind of create a community for people like me and you that are entrepreneurs and don't have the benefit of like a coworker that you can just you know walk into their office and kind of vent and decompress and feel like, oh, I'm not going crazy, yeah um. So that's where we hope to go with it. Uh, you know I but we're really open and just want to get our message into the world that you know if you're struggling with your mental health, you are not alone and there are places that you can get help and people you can talk to so you don't feel alone.
0: So I really resonated with everything that you were talking about um from just the reality that you doing something from your heart it wasn't necessarily a planned share that i want to to go viral i'm trying to get people to buy into my life's stories or or any of that you were saying listen someone needs to hear this it might be my one friend who you know who's actually reading my post on facebook as opposed to the 3000 that are connected to me but the one that's actually reading all the way through that needed it needed to hear it. And if that shifts someone, if that impacts someone, that's the only gift that I'm excited about giving today in the moment that I write it. And I resonated with that for multiple reasons because you know, today a lot of people are using con, like regular content, not the content that you guys are doing over in your company, but they're using content as a way to pull people into stories for clickbait, not necessarily truth. And from their souls, the way that you're teaching people, the way that you're also writing, the way that you're personally showing up and sharing. So I really appreciate that as a licensed clinical social worker and trauma specialist by background, as someone that knows that too many people have their feelings played with um, and people dangling different pieces of themselves to feel like, oh, yeah, you went through that, girl. I did, too. Like, well. Everyone resonates to their right. Exactly. (laughs) Everyone has their own (laughs) relationship to their story. And some of what you're saying, you're just doing it to dismiss mine because it made you uncomfortable when I shared it. So I truly on all of those fronts really do appreciate you being vulnerable and honest about your truth and being able to leverage it to help so many more people do that and get the help that they need.
1: Yeah, and one thing, uh, going back to your sons that made me think, you know, of what the work I'm doing. I I also have an intern who's in her um just turned twenty-one and a lot of what we talk about is how, you know, in these major life transitions, your mental health really is kind of in flux. And I think when you're moving into the professional world, they don't really give you the handbook on how to you know, manage your mental health in the workplace. Um, So I think, you know, I initially when I was talking said that we were focusing on founders and entrepreneurs, but I also want to see that, you know, part of the mission too is talking to people like your son, people, you know, like my intern that are, you know, full grown adults, but maybe don't have the handbook on how to be a corporate employee, how to stand up for yourself, how to manage your mental health, you know, that, doesn't exactly get
0: taught at the college level. It does not at any level, quite honestly. At any level, yeah. Right? People react to it. If you're working in a professional environment, whatever that looks like, and then you have an anxiety attack or a panic attack, or you have a moment where the room starts spinning and you're really not sure what's happening because you don't have the, the words. Maybe this is your first experience with it then other people react to it like it's a fire, like a crisis. And that's what most people tend to do with their mental health is they push it off, they stuff it down, they allow all the chaos to calcify over top of it. But then when there's a fire, they'll throw some water on it in that moment and that's it. They don't look at the root and how to make sure they can maintain themselves and leverage it. Quite honestly, yeah. if you have anxiety, you look at the world <laughs> in a really different way, and you can see ten steps ahead that most people aren't looking at, which yes. can be leveraged <laughs> if used right. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I say that a lot. That like, you know, your mental illness can be a superpower. Yes, you're right. Yeah, I am ten steps ahead, and. Not in a good way. Sometimes but right. you have to figure out how to make it work for you, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you have kind of no guidelines or mile markers on, you know, how to. You know, I've never built a business before, so this is all new to me. So I have to not only figure out how to do that, but also take care of myself.
0: Absolutely, I will say that that is something that should happen more often in the high school levels at minimum that that should be dealt with because a lot of the stuff is showing up for people well before they become a full-fledged, fully developed brain after 25-year-old adult, (laughs) you know, right? Like most of us are experiencing things at a younger, somewhere between middle age and high school, and even younger in some cases, obviously, but on average, and there should be some resources, just like there should be some extra help with writing efficiently. But that's a whole different conversation, yeah, right? Yes. Another, <laughs> n- another day. Another, another no, podcast.
1: I know. <laughs> oh, boy. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's definitely true. And I had meant to say this. Uh, so my mom is a clinical social worker for 40 years. Um, so I think... My brother and I probably grew up with more tools than most people had, sure. as probably your children too. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, you know, it didn't even really dawn on me that, like, yeah, there's people in the world that don't have Nikita moms. That's right. That's right. <laughs> to how to, like, you know, talk them off the ledge mm-hmm. or whatnot. There's people that, you know, don't have the tools that I had growing up. And I still struggle. So I can't even imagine mm-hmm. that, like, not having the tools and still struggling and then just kind of like one day being shoved into the corporate world. It's really, really tough.
0: Absolutely. Or to your other point, shoved into or leaping into entrepreneurship, not understanding what it could look like if you don't manage your mental health and wellness as a priority. And I really, I really do value Lauren, you pointing out that even with the right tools, And and the awareness of what's going on and the know-how of how to use those tools, you're human and you can still have struggling moments that you don't feel other people, no matter how professional or how much experience they have, could relate to. Because often we are so deep into our head of no one understands, no one gets this, it's just me and we're not normalizing what's happening. I've seen it with my own kids, my youngest as of today is 21. At the time of the airing of this episode, she'll be two months shy of 22. And both of my kids have had their own struggles with different things that, yes, we gave them the tools and we sharpened them and helped them know how to use them and use them in a preventative way. But they're still humans making their own decisions and feeling like their parents are so old and so outdated (laughs) that you couldn't possibly... (laughs) No, yeah, I right, uh, right? <laughs> With the skin, oh, you would think so yeah. exactly, <laughs> why, why, Have you looked at me? But yes. Um, <laughs> and with that said, I know that some some of the challenge that comes up for people who do have access, let alone the people who don't have access, is well, it's different. That might have worked for your clients, or that might have worked for you, mom or dad, when you were growing up. But this is different, and they're not completely wrong. There's a lot of different things that If you were born after whatever the internet, I don't know what, 1980 something, 1990. If you came around that time, your world was different. You have Mm -hmm. to deal with cyberbullying. There was no such thing as cyberbullying when I grew up or at the core of my professional experience when I first launched as a trauma specialist almost 30 years ago. Like there was, that was not a thing. And of course, tools and sharpening, my professional development, and all that has helped me also come up to speed, it still doesn't mean that I can relate on the core level with a 22-year-old or with a 26-year-old or with a 35-year-old in that way when I know that I'm looking at life from a different lens than what you're going through at the time of crisis. And I think all of us, regardless of ages and stages of life, should be mindful to be compassionate when we're working with someone or just in the space. You're at a business meeting, you're at a speaking engagement, you're on a stage and you notice that someone looks uncomfortable in the crowd. We have to be mm-hmm. mindful of how we show up in that moment Are we just going to act like we don't see it and do what some artists have done on concert stages. We won't say who and pretend that we don't see someone passing out or being Um, overwhelmed or whatever the case is, or are we going to pause, disrupt the pattern that is expected to keep it going so people can get to their next event, their next breakout session, their next, you know, whatever it is and say, wait a minute, let's show people how you show up for another person. Even if that is delegating, which you and I were talking about in the green room earlier, even if that's delegating and saying, Hey, someone from back here, I need you to go get lady in the pink shirt right there go help her right now. And being mindful to not feel like you're outing someone because they're in a moment of despair or crisis or anxiousness, right? Yeah,
1: no, it's it's definitely very true. And, and I think that um, when you said, you know, like calling attention to that person, I think that's a huge key too, is no one wants to wait feel like they're on the spot if they're having like a panic attack especially if we're talking about like in corporate world or you know among even friends i mean you know i don't think my friends really knew or even my family really knew the extent of how deeply depressed i was um when i was making the shift out of the corporate world so i think that that's a huge piece of it too is you know. And this is where breaking the stigma comes in, is, you know, making sure people don't feel like it's something to be embarrassed about. And we are doing a much better job, I will say that. You know, there's so many celebrities and, Mm -hmm. you know, people on social media that are talking about it more. But still, we haven't broken through to the level that we need to. And that's where I think that kind of calling people out aspect is still very important to be conscientious of that.
0: A thousand percent. And that will allow the rest of the world to balance boldly. I know for you, you've taken your advocacy and your fierceness for wanting people to have full holistic wellness. I'll say that to be holistically well To the next level by incorporating it like a thread into your business and saying, let me help all of you, whether you identify as someone who has a mental health ailment or not. Let me help you share your story in a way that you feel like you are being completely honest and true to your soul. And when you are being truthful, because a lot of people are dealing with challenges because of shame and hiding and secrets and right and feeling like they can't show up fully in their way. And you're helping them do that in a way that's connected to something else that matters, the impact that they're creating in the world, and also the money that they can make in this world. I would love for you to share just a little bit about why you decided to thread it into your actual business versus it being a passion project that you just kind of did on the side.
1: I know. And actually, I get that question a lot Like, oh, where does like mental health come in with life science? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so the reason for the life science is because when I was in the corporate world, that's the industry I focused on. So I just, you know, really built a knack and the ability to speak to scientists mm-hmm. and understand the kind of behind the scenes. Um, so that's where I kind of started with the business. But at the end of the day, Life science is all about, you know, bringing cures to people, to making patients feel better, to making, you know, bringing our world into a more equitable world of health. Um, And that doesn't exclude mental health. You know, mental health is health. And I just thought, like, how could I be talking about, you know, cancer drugs and medical devices in my one world? And then just kind of not acknowledge that mental health is just as critical. Yeah. Um, so that's why I was like, all right, I'm going to try and weave it in. And then I think having the speaking, um, I do keynotes and talk about my experience. That feels a little bit more passionate than writing about it. Writing right. about it is a great way to thread it in and make it part of who I am and make my whole like you know um, vibe be about Health ranging from physical to mental, but how do I keep it as a so passionate? That's like where the time comes in. Doing stuff like this and meeting people and yeah. um I talk too that just kind of, you know, I talk about my mental health adventures.
0: <laughs> adventures and mental health. That's a cartoon, <laughs> a comic book, a movie, a book series. <sighs> adventures and oh mental gosh, health. That-
1: I know. If someone didn't already coin it, don't do it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'll join you in that
0: because God knows there's yeah. been plenty of adventures on this side of the table. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. have to ask you, what are some of the things that you're doing now as a business owner, as a woman in business who is traveling and speaking. And of course, writing is at your core. So that's more fluid and and more of a normal. With all the different hats that you're wearing as an ambitious woman in business, how are you giving yourself permission to pause?
1: Yeah. So First and foremost, um, my husband and I own a house up in Lake Winnipesaukee, New Hampshire, which is like a little vacation town. If anybody is listening from somewhere across the world who doesn't know what that is. Um, so I'm very intentional to make sure that we take our time up there, that I take my time up there alone with my little dog. Um, that's very important to me, just being in the uh the lakes region is just so idyllic and beautiful yeah. that brings a natural pause to yes. me. Um, so that's one thing that's kind of like my go-to answer, but you know, it's, it's beyond that. Like you can't just go to New Hampshire and feel like you're going to be better. You have to like build this into your day. You know, I feel like I am only just figuring out how to incorporate the pause into my daily, weekly, monthly, and that's, you know, if you're feeling like you don't know how to do that, you're not alone. That's not you know, we're not taught that like we're taught to go to the gym. Right. Yes, the gym is definitely part of that. But uh, what I'm doing now is I'm meditating every day. I joined a group um, for anxious people mm-hmm. and we have a Facebook group and we meet weekly to meditate together and there's office hours where we can just kind of talk very candidly. That has been huge for me. um, Because I do think one of the biggest things is feeling like you're alone in this, especially if you work for yourself. So having that kind of group to be like, can someone validate me or can I vent to somebody? Um, That's been huge. That's been giving me a pause every day like I never thought was possible. So that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, no, I love yeah. that. And it w- it does make a huge difference. We started uh, an incubator a couple of years ago. We call it the Intentionally Selfish Suite. And because everything I do is about helping people be more intentionally selfish so they can create joy, right? Like all the ways. Yeah. And in that suite, the Lita Lounge is where we hold space for other married women entrepreneurs, which is m- my specific niche, the married women entrepreneurs and power yeah. couples. And I can say that In addition to the great conversations of intimacy and all the the different parts of that, the biggest feedback that we get from everyone in the incubator all the time is having a sacred space where I can feel heard and seen and validated and edified makes all the difference in the world. Like, yes, 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 it's great to have, you know, specific trainings on personal development and all of it, which is, you know, great. But what I really come for every single week, the reason that I want to get so into being selfish that I'm certified in it is because of the sacred space of this community and having aligned women not judge me, but give me feedback. So the fact that you're a part of something like that is extra validated because I know it works on the other side.
1: 100%. Yeah, yeah, I'll give them a shout out. It's um dot com, mm-hmm. and I've just personally found it, you know, life changing. Just being able to, even if I'm not like writing in the group or something, like seeing somebody else, I'm like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. that totally resonates. Yeah, that's
0: huge. Yeah, it's knowing, finding your tribe, seeing seeing your people, and having them see finding you. Finding your anxious people, yeah, right? It's all right. We all came to play. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. So how can people connect with you and find more about you and how to work with your company?
1: Yeah. So find me at Lauren Perna, just exactly like it sounds, L-A-U-R-E-N-P-E-R-N-A dot com. That's my website. Um, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. um, so that's That's a space I play in a lot. So you're all welcome to follow me and find me on LinkedIn. That's huge. Um, I'm on Instagram and all that jazz to the mentally fit founder who's on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, We're
0: working on that though. um, The TikTok? Got to know where
1: your strengths are and (laughs) I I admit
0: that's not one of them. So we're working on it. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to my world, Lauren. My daughter's been trying to get us to do TikTok and I'm like, your mama on TikTok? I mean, it's a fantastic platform. On so many levels, I just can't, I can't see it. You got to. You got to help me see it. So she's trying to help me envision that. I hear you completely. (laughs) Lauren, thank you so much. Come
1: follow me, reach out.
0: Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for carving out time from your day away from the aesthetic intimacy that you and your husband are creating in your vacation home and all the things that are happening for you in 2022 and beyond. We appreciate you and we value you here at the BBP. And I look forward to future conversations with you.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all the listeners. This has been so fun. Thank you.
0: Balance Bully listeners, I told you we are doing it every single week here at the BBP. Maybe that should be a new theme song. I don't know. I'm still working on my vocal cords. Don't judge me. All right, everyone, I want you to do what I ask you to do every week, which is two things for me, which is really like a two slash three The first is to honor our featured guest, Lauren Perna, today by making sure that you or someone you know hears this episode and shares it with another person in your wider ecosystem. It is important. Mental health does matter as well as your business matters. And when you put the two of them well together, you are literally unconquerable. So make sure that either you follow up with Lauren or you share and or you share this episode with someone in your ecosystem that you know could find value. Don't worry about overthinking it. What are they going to think of me if I share it? Will they think that I'm calling them out? No, you say, hey, heard this dope conversation. Check it out. That's all you have to do and send it on to them and they will get whatever nuggets they're supposed to because that's how the, the world literally works. Second, the real, real second is enjoy the balance of your day but do it boldly.